Praise the Lord, everyone. Praise the Lord. Let's give the Lord some praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Father, we give you the praise, the honor, and the glory. We thank you, Almighty God, for this time with you and this time in your word. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for helping us to understand this word. Thank you, Lord, for helping us to use this word in our daily lives. And to you, and also to be a help to someone, Father, from learning the things we have learned from your word. Lord, thank you, Almighty God. Thank you, Lord. Father, we give you the praise and honor and glory always. And we thank you for this, O oh Lord. In Jesus' name, Yeshua Mashiach. Amen. Amen. Amen, everyone. Now, yesterday we left off at chapter uh, 9. So we're going to pick up in chapter 9 and move along. Judges, chapter 9. Okay, we are reading about Amalek. Amalek, son of of Jeroboam, went to his mother's brother in Shechem, and said to him, to all his brother's mother's clan, ask all the citizens of Shechem, just one man. Remember, I am your flesh and blood. When the brother repented all this to the citizens of Shechem, they were inclined to follow Amalek. For they said, he is our brother. They gave him 70 shekels of silver from the temple of Baal And Amalek used it to hire reckless adventurers who came, who became his followers. He went to his father's home in Ophir and on one stone murdered his 80 brother, his seven, sorry, murdered his 70 brothers, the son of Jeroboam. But Jonathan, Jonathan, the youngest son of Jabal, escaped by hiding. Then all the citizens of Shechem and Beth Milo gathered beside the great tree at the pillow in Shechem to crown Amalek king. When Jochem, when Jochem was told about this, climbed up on the top of the Mount Gizurim and shouted to them, Listen to me, citizens of Shechem, so that God may listen to you. One day the tree went out to anoint a king for themselves. They said to the olive tree, Be our king. But the olive tree answered, Should I give up my oil by which both God and man are on it to hold sway over the trees? Next the tree said to the fig tree, Come and be our king. But the fig tree replied, Should I give up my fruit so good and sweet to hold sway over the trees? Then the tree said to the vine, Come and be our king. The vine answered, Should I give up my wine, which cheers both God and man to hold sway over the trees? 
following all the trees, said to Thornbush, Come and be our king. The Thornbush said to the tree, If you really want to anoint me king over you, come and take refuge in my shade. But if not, then let fire come out of the thorn bush and consume the cedar of Lebanon. Now you have acted honorably and in good faith when you made Emily king. And if you had been fair to Jabal and his family, and if you have treated him as he deserves, and to think that my father fought for you, risked his life to rescue you from the hands of Midian. But today you have revolted against my father's family, murdered his six, his 70 sons on a single stone and made Amalek the son of his slave girl, king over the citizens of Shechem, because he is your brother. If then you have acted honorably and in good faith towards Jabal and his family today, may Amalek be your joy and may you and may you be his too. But if you have not let fire come out from Amalek and consume you. Citizens of Shechem and Beth Mello, and let fire come out from you, citizens of Shechem and Beth Mello, and consume Emily. Then Jonathan fled, escaping to Beor, and he lived there because he was afraid of his brother Emily. After Amalek had governed Israel three years, God sent an evil spirit between Amalek and the citizens of Shechem, who acted treacherously against Amalek. God did this in order that the crime against Jabal's 70 sons, the shedding of their blood, might be avenged on their brother Amalek and on the citizens of Shechem, who had helped him murder his brothers. In opposition to him, these citizens of Shechem sent men on the hilltops of, to ambush and rob anyone who passed by. And this was reported to Amalek. Now Gal, son of Ebed, moved with his brother into Shechem, and his citizens put their confidence in him. And after they had gone out into the field, to gather the grapes and trodden them. They held a festival in the temple of their God. While they were eating and drinking, they cursed Amalek. And then Gaul, son of Ebed, said, Who is Amalek and who is Shechem, that we should be subjected to him? Isn't he Jabal's son? Isn't Zebal his duty? Serve the men of Hammer, Shechem's father. Why should we serve Amalek if only this people were under my command? Then I would get rid of him. I would say to Amalek, call out your whole army. When Zebal, the governor of the city, heard what Gaul, son of Ebed, said, he was 
very angry. Undercover, he sent messages to Amalek, saying, Gaul, son of Ebed, and his brothers have come to Shechem and are stirring up the city against you. Now then, during the night, you and your men should come and lie in wait in the fields. In the morning, at sunrise, advance against the city when Gaul and his men come out against you. Do whatever your hand finds to do. So Amalek and all his troops set out by night and took up concealed positions near Shechem in four companies. Now, Gaal, son of Ebed, Ebed, had gone out and was standing at the entrance of the city gate just as Amalek and his soldiers came out from their hiding place. When Gaal saw them, he said to Zebal, Look, people are coming down from the tops of the mountains. Zebal replied, You mistake the shadows of the mountains for men. Magal spoke up again, Look, people are coming down from the center of the land, and a company is coming from the direction of the soothsayer's tree. Then Zebal, then Zebal said to him, Where is your big talk now? You who said, Who is Amalek, that we should be subjected to him? Aren't these the men you ridiculed? Go out and fight them. So Gaul led out the citizen Shechem and fought Amalek. Amalek chased him, and many fell wounded in the black fight. All the way to the entrance to the gate, Amalek stayed in in Aromath and Zibul drove Gaal and his brothers out of Shechem. The next day, the people of Shechem went out to the fields, and this was reported to Amalek. So he took his men, divided them into three countries, three companies, sorry, and set an ambush in the field. When he saw the people coming out of the city, he rose to attack them. Amalek and the companies with him rushed forward to position and entrance to the city gate. Then two companies rushed upon those in the fields and struck them down. All that day, Amalek pressed his attack against the city until he had captured it and killed its people. Then he destroyed the city and scattered salt over it. On hearing this, the citizens in the Tower of Shechem went into strongholds of the Temple of Ebreth. And when Amalek heard that he had assembled there, that they had assembled there. He and all his men went up to Mount Zalmoth, and he took an ox and cut it off some branches. He took an axe and cut off some branches, which he lifted to his shoulders. 
He ordered the man with him. Quick, do what you have seen me do. So all the men cut branches and followed Amalek, and they piled them against the stronghold and set it on fire over the people inside. So all the people in the tower of Shechem Hmm. About a thousand men and women also died. Wow. Next, Amalek went to Thebes and besieged it and captured it. Inside the city, however, was a strong tower to which all the men and women, all the people of the city fled. They locked themselves in the climb up. Locked themselves in and climbed up on the tower roof. Amalek went to the tower and stormed it, but as he approached the entrance to the tower to set it on fire, the women dropped an upper millstone on his head and cracked his skull. Hurriedly, he called to his armor bearer. Draw your sword and kill me, so that they can't say a woman killed him. So his servant ran him through, and he died. Then the Israelites saw that Amalek was dead. They went home. This God repaid the wickedness that Amalek had done to his father by murdering the 70 brothers. God also made the men of Shechem pay for all their wickedness. The curse of Jotham, son of Birbal, came on them. At the time of Amalek's man, of uh, the men of Issachar, Tola, son of Pua, Pua and son of Dudu, rose to save Israel. He lived in Shemir, in the hill country of Ephraim, and he led Israel 23 years. Then he died, and he was buried in Shemir. He was followed by Janar of Gilad, who led Israel 22 years. He had 30 sons who robed 30 donkeys. They control 30 towns in Gilgad, Gilad, which to this day are called Havoth-Jah. When Jah died, he was buried in Cameron. Again, the Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord. And they served the Baals and the gods of the Amorites. Okay. Um, Again, the Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord. They served the Baal and the Astros. And the gods of Ammon, Aram, the god of Sidon, 
the gods of Moab and the gods of Ammonites and the gods of the Philistines. And because the Israelites forsook the Lord and no longer served him, he became angry with them and he sold them into hands of the Philistines and the Amorites, who that year shattered and crushed them. For 18 years they oppressed all the Israelites on the east side of the Jordan in Gilead, the land of the Amorites. The Amorites also crossed the Jordan to fight against Judah, Benjamin, and the house of Ephraim. And Israel was in great distress. Then the Israelites cried out to the Lord, We have sinned against you. Forsake our God and serve the Baals. The Lord replied, When the Egyptians, the Amorites, the Amorites and the Amorites, the, the Philistines, the Sodomites, um, let's see. Hmm. Uh, when the Egyptians, the Amorites, the Ammonites, the Philistines, the Sodomites, the Amalekites, and the Maonites oppress you, and you cried to me for help. Did I not save you from their hands? But you have forsaken me and serve other gods, so I will no longer save you. Go and cry out to the gods you have chosen. Let them save you when you are in trouble. But Israel said to the Lord, We have sinned. Do with us whatever you think best, but please rescue us now. Then they got rid of the foreign gods among them and served the Lord, and he could bear Israel's misery no longer. When the Amorites were called to arm, uh, to arms and camped in Gilad, the Israelites assembly assembled and camped at Mitzvah. The leaders of the people of Gilgad said to each other, whosoever will launch the attack against the Amorites will be the head of all those living in Gilbad. Jephthah the Gladite was a mighty boy. His father was Gilad. His mother was a prostitute. Gilad's wife, who bore him sons, and when they were grown up, they drove Jephthah Jephthah, away, you are not going to get an inheritance in our family, they said, because you are the son of another woman. So Jephthah fled from his brothers and settled in the land of Tob, where a group of adventurers gathered around him and followed him. Sometime later, when the Amorites made war on Israel, the elder of the Gilads went to get Jephthah 
from the land of Tob. Come, they said, be our com- commander so we can fight the Amorites. Jephunite said to them, Didn't you hate me and drive me from my father's house? Why do you come to me now? Um, Okay, let's see. Come with us to fight the Amorites, and you will be out. You will be our head over all who live in Gilad. Uh, Jephunneh answered, "Suppose you take me back to fight the Amorites, and the Lord gives them to me. Will I really be your head?" The elders of Gilbad replied, The Lord is our witness. We will certainly do as you say. So Jephunneh went with his older, with his elders of Gilad, and the people made him head and commander over them. And he repented uh, and he repeated all his words before the Lord in Mispah. Then Jephunneh spent, sent messengers to the Amorite king with the question, What do you have against us that you have attacked our country? The king of the Amorites answered Jephunneh's message, messengers. When Israel came up out of Egypt, they took away my land from the Armin to the Jab, uh, Jabbath all the way to Jordan. Now give it back peacefully. Jonathan sent back messages to the Amorite king, saying, This is what Jonathan says. Israel did not take the land of Moab or the land of the Amorites, but when they came up out of Egypt, Israel went through the desert, the Red Sea, and on to Kadesh. Then Israel sent messengers to the king of Edom, saying, Give us permission to go through your country. But the king of Edom would not listen. They sent also the king the king of Moab, and he refused. So Israel stayed at Kadesh. Next they traveled through the desert, skirt, skirted the lands of Edom and Moab, passing along the eastern side of the country of Moab, and camped on the other side of the Aaron, and they did not enter the country of Moab, for uh, for the Ammon was so ready. Okay, so let's see. Okay, they did not enter the territory of Moab from the from the 
Arnon was its border. Then the Israelites set members to Shiloh, king of the Amorites, who ruled in Hishbon, and said to them, Let us pass through your country to our own place. Shiloh, however, did not trust Israel to pass through its territory. He He mustered all his men and encamped at Jahaz and fought with Israel. Then the Lord, the God of Israel, gave Sihon and all his men into Israel's hands, and he defeated him. Israel took over all the land of the Amorites who lived in that country, capturing all of it from from Amoron to Jabbok and from the desert to the Jordan. Now, since the Lord, the God of Israel, had driven the Amorites out before his people, Israel, what right have you to take it over? Will you not take what your God, Chemosh, gave us? Likewise, whatever the Lord, our God, has given us, we will possess. Are you better than Balak, son of Zippor, king of Moab? Did he ever quarrel with Israel or fight with them? For 300 years, Israel occupied Hishbon, Ara, the surrounding settlements, and all the towns along the Ammon. Why didn't you retake them during during that time? I have not wronged you, but you are doing me wrong by waging war against me. Let the Lord... Let the Lord, the judge, decide the dispute this day between Israel and the Amorites. The king of Ammon, however, paid no attention to the messenger Japhana sent him. Then the spirit of the Lord came upon Zephaniah, and he crossed Gilad and Mesna, passed through Mespeth and Gilad, and from there he advanced against the Amorites. And the Jez and Jephna made a vow to the Lord, If you give the Amorites into my hands, whatever comes out of the door of my house to meet me, when I return from triumph from the Amorites, will be the Lord's, and I will sacrifice it as a burnt offering. Then Jeff, then Jephunneh went over to went over to fight the Amorites, and the Lord gave and the Lord gave them into his hands. He devastated twenty towns from Aroah to the vicinity of Meneth, as far as Abel. Kurim. Thus, then Jephna went over to fight the Amorites, and the Lord gave them into his hands. He devastated twenty towns from Arrow to the vicinity of Mineth, as far as Abel Kurim, Kiramin. Thus, Israel subdued Ammon. When Japhrus returned to his home,
When Joseph returned to his home, in Mishpah, who should come out and meet him but his daughter, dancing to the sound of tambourine. She was an only child except for her. He had neither son nor daughter. When he saw her, he tore his clothes and cried, Oh, my daughter, you have made me miserable and, and wretched because I have made a vow to the Lord that cannot be bro- break. My father, she replied, you have given your word to the Lord. Do to me just as you promised, now that the Lord has avenged you of your enemies, the Amorites. But grant me this one, one request, she said. Give me two months to roam the hills and weep with my friends because I will never marry. You may go, he said, and he let her go for two months. She was the girl that went into the hills and wept because she would never marry. After the two months, she returned to her father, and he did to her as he had vowed, and she was a virgin. For this comes the Israel custom that each year the young woman of Israel go out for four days to commensurate the daughter of Jephunneh and Gilite. Okay, everyone. Sorry about that. Uh, had a couple of interruptions. Um, but read this uh, for yourselves, as I always say, but really reread this one. And um, it really lays down one factor. When you make an oath or vow to the Lord, you must keep that oath or vow. Uh, there's no turning back on that. So watch what you vow to when you're asking the Lord for things or doing something in regards to that nature. Okay? Okay, everyone. This is Minister Macmillan. You have a blessed evening and good night. (gasps)